0: Episode 3 of Being Average, Our Jesus Story. Welcome to Being Average, where we'll explore how to learn and use God's Word to strengthen our relationship with Him. I'm your host, Madeline Wood, and... God has called me to use my testimony on how God is working in my life just as He is working in you for yours. These podcasts are going to be your Cliff Notes version to understanding and applying the Word of God to your life, where I will summarize what I have learned about God this week and then relating it to my very average issues that we all face. Tune in each week to journey with me on learning to keep God in the center of your life. Leave me a comment so I know you are here, and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three. This episode's gonna be about making a change in our life to focus more on God. You know, so less on the world and our worldly issues and more on God and Jesus and just focusing and growing in that relationship with him. Today we're gonna start out with a daily prayer book by David Jeremiah called Hope for Today. And on February 17th, I read this part that said, be an encourager. And I thought that that was an interesting title. So I kind of looked a little more deeply into it than I usually do. And I think the best verse in here is from Second Chronicles thirty twenty two, And it's where King Hezekiah gave encouragement to all the Levites who taught the good knowledge of the Lord. And it really resonated with me because that's kind of why I started this podcast. And I really feel like, you know, a lot of us are faltering, you know, even I'm faltering, so that's why I try to surround myself with all these different resources from the Word of God, and I think it's really important that we all try to encourage each other in moving through this difficult life that we generally have ahead of us, like, no, nobody said it was going to be easy when you started following Christ, and even the devil doesn't want you to follow Christ, so it just gets a little... little hectic, and I think it's really important that we all encourage and support each other and help each other to grow. You know, and on the same token of encouragement, I think it's important that we learn to acknowledge that what we have is not our own. It's just part of the world. It's, you know, all of the nice things that you have in your life are things that God has ordained for you. And I kind of want to reference Reverend Rachel Hamburger, From Sequoia Hills Presbyterian, um, from Isaiah 55, uh, 6 to 9, says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. And I think it's really important that we understand that God can always be found. It's whether or not we listen to him and we seek him and we try to find him because he's there. But, you know, it's really easy to get caught up in the world and forget. And I think it's very important as followers that no matter how busy we get, we should be still devoting our time to Jesus. And I mean, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But I think trying to keep yourself accountable for learning the word so that you won't be deceived by anything is really important. And don't just limit to seeking him on Sunday. Seek him all week. Seek him in every part of your day. If you're not working... Be thinking about Jesus. Be like, Jesus, you know, maybe I'm, I'm going this direction, but I really want to go this direction. I think a important verse in the Bible is, help me with my unbelief. He's like, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And I think we all struggle with that issue on a regular basis. Um, the next one is from Isaiah 8 to, 8 to 9. Um, it's a good one. It says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts they are higher than your own. And that's, you know, God saying that. And I think it's important to recognize that all of your gifts are not your own. Your body is not your own. So, you know, you need to keep your body healthy because otherwise you're not respecting the biggest thing God gave to you, which was this presence on earth, to be stewards for the creatures of earth. And if you're just throwing that away by drinking too much or Going to McDonald's too many times and just being gluttonous in that way, or maybe not even or maybe you're not exercising and so your body's not at the peak where it needs to be. God doesn't want you to sit on your couch and watch Netflix all day and just become a couch potato. It doesn't say thou shalt be a couch potato in the Bible. You have all of these amazing talents. Even if you don't know what they are yet, God has ordained that you are going to be, you know, great at singing. So maybe you should pursue a music career or join your church choir, you know, give back to God in that way. And I think one of the best verses in the Bible are, is, um, the parable of the talents. And I was talking with my mom earlier and I know that talents are money, right? But do you guys think it's a coincidence that the talents in English actually means your abilities? Cause I don't think it's really coincidence, but you know we can also use it as a metaphor too so I feel like it's a dual metaphor almost especially in this day and age. So these guys are given some money or so they're masters, because they're, they're servants or slaves or whatever in that time and they all they're all given the same amount of money and one guy invests it in the bank and he comes back with 10 bags of silver and another guy comes back um, after selling something with he buys something with the money and sells it for more money right? And then um, the third guy goes and buries it because he's afraid and he doesn't want to lose that money. So the other two took the risk, right? The other guy took the investment risk. And the second guy that I just talked about, he went and made a, a small gambling risk, I would say. But the other guy, he was he was afraid to use his talents. So in this case, it's his money. But also, like I said, I don't think it's a coincidence that that refers to our abilities in this day and age. So I think the most important part there is that you shouldn't hide your talents, right? And I think there's a, a really great verse in that part in Matthew twenty-five, twenty-nine to thirty, it says, "For everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from the one who who has not, even what he has will be taken away." And so what happens at the end of the story is you know, the master, he's like, oh, wow, you gave me 10 bags of silver from that, you know, one talent that I gave you. The other one's like, oh, I have two. And he's like, okay, that's good too. And then he's like, what about you? And he goes, I still have the one talent. And the master gets really mad and takes his one talent away because he didn't do anything with it. He didn't use his talent to give back to the master, if that makes sense. So in this case, the master is going to be God and God gives the talent to three individuals and, you know, one goes and invests it. So the moral of this story is you need to invest your talents in ways that are going to proclaim God, and I think that's a very important thing to do. And you shouldn't hide from your talents. You should be self-aware and know what your talents are, right? And you should begin to play upon those talents in you know your career, your social life. If you're a good communicator, do that. It's trying to figure out what you do, your what talents you have, and how you can use those to move forward what God has asked you to do. Cause he's not gonna ask someone who is bad at math to become an accountant. He if he didn't give you natural math ability, you're probably not gonna become an accountant. But hey, you're really good at art, so you can use your art to worship God. You can proclaim God through your art. My favorite pastor of all time, Chad Pullins at Crossroads South, he always delivers amazing messages, and this is a good one that he delivered two weeks ago, I think, and it's talking about reclaiming your life. So why does God need to reclaim your life? What's the purpose of that? It's because he wants to forgive you. He wants to be one with you in the end, and, you know, he's, God's calling us all to this reclamation, and a lot of us are living like we're forgiven, but we're afraid to live free. What I mean by that, Chad uses a really good example of saying, You know, when you reclaim wood, you have to sand it down, and, you know, that process is painful, I guess, if you're the wood, right? Uh, So imagine that you're a reclaimed piece of furniture, right? You look really bad in the beginning, and then somebody sands you down, stains you, paints you up, right? And then you're beautiful, right? And then you sell for twice as much money. So that process of reclamation is painful. How do you go through that process of reclamation? There's a verse that says you are God's workmanship, and then Chad goes in and looks at the Greek translation for, um, it says "Your are God's poema, and so the Greek translation for that is actually poem, not workmanship. You are God's poem. You're God's art, right? So it's kind of like, which life do you want to live? Like, why are you painting your business, right? Why aren't you painting God? all over every area of your life because you've been reclaimed you were set free when jesus died on the cross for you you need to become his masterpiece he gave you all these things that you know you can live into this poem that he's written for your life but if you don't use it then you're not gonna you're not being reclaimed you're just living like you're forgiven you're living in this little bubble that you have in your own little world That's not the full way that God wants you to live. God wants you to paint the world. And I think uh, Britt Nicole has a song where she says, set the world on fire. That's what God wants you to do. Obviously not be an arsonist. That's not what God wants you to do. That is a metaphor. In case anyone is as literal as me, he does not want you to set the world on fire. You are the light of the world, right? That's what it says in Matthew. It's you're the light of the world. And I think that's a really important one because, you know, you don't, turn on a lamp, right, and then put it in a drawer. That doesn't make any sense. You turn on a lamp to turn the lights on. And so the same thing happens with, um, writing a poem. You don't write a poem and then don't want anybody to read it to know that you are a great artist, right? And so God really wants everyone to read his poem. He wants people to read his poem aloud to people. He wants people to know the story of Jesus. He wants people to come to him, to be reclaimed like you are, to live in freedom, not in the shackles of the world. Chad always ends his sermons with some good thinking questions, and so his thinking questions are, what reclaiming has the the Lord done in your life already? What is he doing now? And what needs to be reclaimed in your life? Where are you missing the mark in using your talents, your abilities, your gifts in proclaiming God and painting the world and setting it on fire? Where are you missing that mark? What has he already done for you? And what is he doing right now in your life? And, you know, just take a second, pray about it at the end of this podcast and keep praying about it, right? You know, show God that you really want to be, you want to be a change. And then prove to God that you're changing, right? Make it a lasting change. If you can't commit to yourself, start telling other people what you're doing so they can keep you accountable. That's kind of also why I'm doing this podcast, not only to be encouraging, but to keep myself accountable, especially when I start my job in March. It's important to stay accountable. And lastly, uh, today I was reading Psalm 49. And I think it's really important that, you know, it's, it's easy to say, oh, well, I've read all of the, all of the word, right? But if you're not understanding it, is it, is it really going to help you if you don't understand it, right? So the psalm says, man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like beasts that perish. Okay, so pomp is a ceremony, so that means for us, going to church and just going to church, right? You're like, all right, I checked that box, and I know we hear the check box a lot, but you can still go to church, and you can still go to worships, and you can do all the things that are expected of you from your church as a Christian, but if you're not understanding what you're doing, you're wasting your time, right? So what's important is, you know, maybe listening to this podcast is helping you, everyone's a different kind of learner, right? For me, I'm a uh, visual and audio learner, so I do really well through listening, okay? Sometimes I even record myself for tests because once I hear it, I remember it. But, you know, if that's not you, then you have to find another way. So maybe reading is how you do it. Read the scripture. Know your scripture. What I want you to take out of this, I need you to use your talents, right? But you need to know how to use your talents, to, you know, God in every aspect of your life, right? So what i found, the best way to do that is to take notes. Don't just go to church and sit there and pretend like you're going to remember it a week from that day because I've sat in church for, you know, four years now, and I haven't taken notes up until recently, but I'm remembering everything by writing it down and then was to reflect each week from what you've learned. So, take a look back on all your notes, you know, from everything you're doing. Like, don't just write notes at church, but write notes, um, when you're reading your Bible. I have a little notebook that I got from Target for $2 in that little fun section, and that's where all my notes go. And, you know, and I bought a couple more notebooks, because this one's kind of full, because it was $2, so, you know, and then what's really important, like, you can write it down, but if you're not remembering it, right, you're just like the beasts that perish, just like the Psalm forty nine twenty says. Thank you, you guys, for listening today. I really appreciate it. Uh, drop a comment just so that I know you are here. Give me a like, and I'll see you guys next week.